Okay, the recording has started. Uh, it is um, Tuesday, May 28, 2013, and this is the first teleseminar of the Three uh, Principles Institute Town Hall Forum. And I want to welcome you all. Um, I muted I muted everyone, but we're gonna you're gonna have time to uh, ask questions and make comments as we go along. Uh, this is the first. Uh, teleseminar and a series of teleseminars through the through the year, and I just welcome you all. I'm really excited about this. We have people who are expecting to be here are from different countries and have different experiences of the principles. So, um, just want to let you know that today I'm going to be talking a bit about the principles first, and then. Uh, I'll be checking in with you to see if you have any questions or if you have um, any comments to make. So because I'm um, licensed in the United States in the state of California as a psychologist, I just need to make a qualification, and that is that uh, this is an educational seminar. It's not intended to be mental health counseling or psychotherapy or clinical supervision. So, again, welcome to all of you that are joining us. Uh, I put everybody on mute so that um, we start the teleseminar. And then, um, as I do a presentation, it'll be about a 15 to 20 minute presentation about the principles. I'm going to uh, open it up for questions and comments. And if you want to ask a question or make a comment, you just hit star two. And that'll show up for me, and then we'll, we'll talk. So welcome to, to all of you. I know that there'll be a number of people joining us as we go along. Um, so I'm just really excited. Um, I'm going to be giving you a short presentation on the principles. If you want to explore them more, I give uh, a presentation on the principles in more detail on my website, www.3principlesinstitute.com. Dot org, you write out three, P-H-R-E-E, and then go to the principles page, and, and I will um, I have a video that uh, shares the principles in more detail. Uh, we are also recording right now this teleseminar, and it will be made available to you and to other people who have not made the teleseminar in person uh, later today or uh, tomorrow. Okay, well, welcome to everyone. I'm so glad you're here. Um, and this is my first my first attempt at doing a teleseminar um, and presenting the principles in this manner to people, but uh, it's a way to reach more people as we've got people registered from England, from Sweden, from Canada, and of course uh, the United States. So looking forward to, to all of this. So let's get started. It's going to be an hour uh, seminar, as I said, uh, for people just joining us. There'll be a time for you to ask questions and share any comments you'd like to share. Uh, I first would just like to lay a foundation for all of the people joining us because there are people from, uh, like I said, uh, all over the world, and um, people have different levels of understanding the principles. So. First thing to keep in mind is that we're really talking together about an understanding. It's really uh, different than you um, 
learning something that you will memorize and then recall later. It's really about having an understanding of an essence that we all have and having that understanding occur through a realization or an insight. And that's really what we have found through the years. All it takes for someone to make use of these principles is to find an understanding within themselves for the principle. So it's a different kind of learning. It's called realization learning or insight learning. And what that means really is that you become aware of knowledge you already have existing in your own consciousness. So I'm not here to put anything more into you that you have to recall or or, or learn. You already have this knowledge within you and it comes to you via a realization. You realize knowledge that you carry with you already. And so um, that's quite different than learning subjects in school because the information you learn in school quickly fades. You know, I remember where I loved history and I remember learning about the ancient world, ancient Greece and so forth. And I could I could really talk to people about what dates, different dates and, and emperors' names, but now that has faded. But the first realization I had about the principles in 1982 has not faded. In fact, it deepens. That's the other beauty of understanding the principles is that your realization of the principles will stay with you. You may forget it for a moment or two, but it will stay with you. And there's always the opportunity to deepen. So what that means is that it's really important to listen in a certain way because we're really trying to awaken knowledge that's already there. And so the quieter you are when you listen, the quieter you're thinking while you listen today to myself and to other people who are on the line who will be asking questions or sharing their own experiences with the principles, the more um, you're in a state where you, you could have a realization about these principles. The more busier you are with thinking about what I'm saying or having opinions about that or making coffee right now or gardening, uh, it'll get in the way of realization. Again, it's not about you having to learn anything. It's about sitting quietly and being reflective. That's, to me, what I have found to be the best state to really find uh, some insight into these principles. So again, that's just kind of a preface to help you see the value of what we are about for the next year in these monthly teleseminars. It's really about you already gaining uh, insight into knowledge you hold within you. No one has more knowledge of the principles than you. I don't care what people look like to you. They have the same knowledge in them that you have. So... We're all connected to this deep knowledge of these principles. And it's just about setting the stage for yourself to have a realization or insight into the principle. As Sidney Banks used to say, the insight comes with a good feeling. So look for a feeling rather than for something intellectual. Okay. So I'm going to make a brief presentation of the principles. 
and then uh, check in with you to see uh, what's making sense for you, any questions you have. Today we were talking about how the understanding of the principles can give you optimism and hope and happiness, and they really can, and I will describe them in a way that will show you how they are a really hopeful understanding, how they really bring you the blessings of happiness and well-being. So what are these principles? Principles are mind, thought, and consciousness. And they are in total responsible for the experience you have moment to moment about your life. Mind is the principle, the energy, the formless spiritual energy behind the universe. It is the intelligence within the universe that existed prior to any physical universe. It is the energy that brings life. And the beauty of this is that there's an intelligence that we gain by being part of mind because we are all part of this energy. That's when we talk about through the years and three principles that people are born with an innate intelligence and innate wisdom. It's true because you are part of mind. You are part of this energy that exists in the universe that is responsible for, for life. We see that intelligence everywhere. We could see it in all kinds of life. We see that plants have an intelligence about when to take and what kind of minerals to take from the soil. Your body has an intelligence to heal itself when it has a cut or some wound or illness. Well, you have the same intelligence going for you about how to live life in a way that is right for you, that comes from your own wisdom and intelligence, that helps you overcome difficulties or function the road. And all of us are part of mind. That's the beauty of this because when you look at another person, they are the same as you. They don't look the same. They don't act the same. But they are connected to you through the fact that we are all part of mind. We are all part of this energy. And um, it's a beautiful place to be to know that you are connected to everyone, your spouse, your friends. It's nice to go back to that understanding to get corrected, to get a feeling of how deeply you are with other people. I now do a monthly um, consultation with four nurse managers at a hospital nearby me. They're in the maternity ward. They came to a weekend seminar on the principles that I, that I gave. They loved it. They started to bring it into their lives and be less bothered in their lives, find more well-being and, and uh, understanding for themselves and their relationship with other people and also in managing their staff. So we meet once a month and help them bring the principles to help them manage their staff. Well, I was being walked out by one of the nurses one day from the maternity ward and she turned to me and said, when you talk about mine, and this innate intelligence we're born with, I see it. I've been delivering babies for 20 years, and the minute I see babies born, I see they've got a wisdom immediately. They already have an intelligence guiding them. I can see it in them. So when you um, can reflect to see the depth of that, to see totally what we are and what 
what we what we are and what other people in our lives are a part of, it just helps us. It just helps us see that there's more to us than we can think. And we've got that intelligence to look for. Well, that's mind. Thought is the energy that we have to create. It allows us to use the energy we are and create for ourselves the experience moment to moment of our lives. It is through this power to create that we create our thinking. Anything we could come up with, opinions, expectations, conditions, joy, father, anything we come up with, we come up with it because we have the power to create that. And the thing about this power, this essence, is that what we create, we live in. It's our reality for the moment until we have another thought. And then we live in that thought-created reality. This is a big one. Because this is what I woke up to in 1982. I was listening to Sidney Banks and I realized for the first time that my emotions, my feelings were created through thought. I used to think they were coming from the outside, from the people around me, my circumstances, my job, my boss, my wife. And all of a sudden I woke up to the fact that that I was making up my emotions through this power I have to think. It's a wonderful uh, understanding to have that you can go back within yourself to see that you are creating the experience you're in. You're like the artist. You're given the power every moment on a blank landscape, on a blank whatever they use, chart or whatever, to dip into your paintbrush of thought and, and paint the landscape. You can paint a barren landscape, a, a, a deeply beautiful landscape, a fearful landscape, an insecure landscape, a joyful landscape. You have the power to do that through the power of thought. And it's a hopeful understanding because when people could see that all that's going on is their experience in the moment is being created from thought. It gives them hope. I remember a recent client of mine, and I was just talking to them, and they were talking to me about how they're just overwhelmed with their thinking and how uh, us talking about the nature of thought helps them because all of a sudden they realize, here we are again, they realize through an insight. And this is how the insight formed from them, for them, they realize, you know, they said to me, Mark, I don't have to think every thought that comes to my mind anymore. I realize that I can, I don't have to do that. That's what I was doing, and it was driving me crazy. I, I realized that I don't have to let, think about them. I can let them go. And that's the hopeful aspect of thought. The hopeful aspect of thought is that once we understand the nature of thought, we get a freedom to think any way we want to think, really. And because of that, we can transcend the conditioning we now have. If we are somebody that worries or is anxious or is insecure, we don't have to continue to be that way. That's the blessing of the principle. That's what it awakens in us, this hope. That maybe we don't see them right now. But if we keep looking, 
we can get an understanding of the power of thought to create our experience from moment to moment. And that can help us transcend the learning that has taken place in our lives. Now, anything you come up with is coming to you from, from thought. It can't happen any other way. And that's the power we have that we are given when we're born to navigate our lives through thought. We are thinkers, and we will think our way through life uh, as long as we're alive. I'll give you a really quick story about how the understanding of thought can be so helpful and how every moment you're creating the reality you live in. And I don't know if any of you watch Seinfeld, but Seinfeld over here in the States is a sitcom. It's a comedy. In this one episode, they had the episode of a bubble boy. And the bubble boy lived in a plastic bubble because he couldn't get any germs or it would lead to, I don't know, some kind of illness or something like that. So they made a whole episode on that. Well, we live in our own bubble. We live like that. And moment to moment, our thought created reality. You know, so one night I was hurrying home to get dinner and I stopped at a local supermarket. And in those days, they were greeting you. Every employee was greeting you, saying, asking you how you were. Well, I hit one of those nights when every aisle I went down, and one of they were, they, I was running into an employee of the store. They were stacking shelves or whatever. And so I got greeted at the door, and I was friendly. And so I'm feeling fine. How are you? And then I went down aisle one, and I got the same greeting. I was still friendly. Here's my thought created reality. I was in a good mood. I was experiencing things with good thoughts. Finally, I go, th- I go through this a couple of times. I get to the last time, and all of a sudden, I get bothered. I, I'm, I'm thinking about this in terms of, wait a minute. I'm tired of people asking me how I am. Here's this other person asking me how I'm doing. I'm getting all of a sudden, I got annoyed. And I responded from that by telling the person, look, the person at the front door knows how I am. Go ask them. And so here I am, I was friendly, and now I'm in a whole different reality. Thought changed, and with it went my experience of people and my experience of my life at that moment and what they were doing. I go to the next aisle, and I wake up. It occurs to me, hey, Mark, your thinking's going south. And the minute I see it's my thinking, and it occurs to me, I'm not employing a strategy. I'm not saying you've got to keep You've got to uh, keep monitoring your thinking. It just starts to occur to me, because I understand the principles, that my thinking went off. So with that understanding, I'm able to let it go, and then a new thought comes in, you need to apologize. And I go do that. So I'm living in that landscape, huh? And now I'm back. My feelings are back. I've got my well-being back. And I go check out, I'm, I'm back to understanding, I'm back to looking forward to getting home and having something to eat. Those are all thoughts that are creating a well-being. And I get to the checkout, and guess what they ask me? <laughs> how, how are you today? <laughs> and, uh, but I was okay. See, I was in a whole different way of thinking, and I just had a conversation. So anyhow, that's just the story. And again, with my clients, it happens all the time where they wake up to the nature of thought, 
and it helps them to know what they're thinking, not out of strategies, not out of having to do methods and, tra- and different kinds of practices. They just start to see they can wake up, and they can wake up again and again and again. And every time they do, they see another way to respond to their thinking. So that's the principle of thought. That's my way of sharing everything today. Um, and all that is is, a, is this formless energy that gives you the capacity to create totally a reality you're living in, moment to moment. Create your feelings. It's a law. It's a law of psychology. Feelings come from thought. They're a reaction to thought. You feel your thinking. You don't feel your circumstances. Again, there's nothing right or wrong about how you think. There's not one right way to think. There's no wrong way to think. The principles don't tell you that. They have nothing. They don't care about how you think. They're just giving you the power to do that. Okay. Consciousness. Consciousness just allows you to be aware of what you've created through thought. It gives you the full picture. It gives you the full experience of your thinking your full awareness of the fact that you can think. So for me, a story that I share a lot about consciousness, and it's a good one to kind of look at right now as we're talking, in the sense that, um, you know, one day I was taking a drive to work, and uh, I was on a, a beautiful freeway, a beautiful highway, and I was very relaxed, and a song comes on the radio that I used to play in a band in high school. And that's the thought. I start to get a memory of that. That's thought. And I engage it so it comes to life for me. I'm now in that landscape that I just painted, seeing myself playing in this band, and it really comes to life. I start to see the audience. I see my friends that were part of the band. Now I even get the feelings of being there, the excitement. Uh, I really see people. I get nervousness. I get all of that. It's a lie for me. So I am no longer driving on that highway. I'm now playing in a band uh, at 17 years old. That's consciousness. It gives you all of that. So look, when when thought and consciousness work together to create this in an instant, your reality, it looks true. That's why you can't fight your way out of your thinking. It looks true. Consciousness makes it seem like a real thing. That's why you need to know that you'll have understanding for that, that you can have a realization of that, that where to look. It helps you to know where to look, to wait, to find a moment of clarity about what's really creating your experience. Anyhow, to finish this story, again, a thought came to me Thankfully, you know, at the time, hey, you're going to miss your exit. You better pay attention here. So now I'm in a whole different landscape. And then I get the full experience of that. So those are the principles, mind, thought, and consciousness. They are responsible for your experience of life, moments of moments. They're not telling you how to experience life. They're not telling you you're wrong to have it to experience bother or sadness or well-being or joy. They're not telling you anything, but they are why you are alive and why you're having a moment-to-moment experience. And if you get a glimpse of that, you will start to help 
you're, you will start to be able to see other ways to look at life if you want to. So here they are very simply. You are alive and you have the intelligence of the universe behind you. You are right now as wise, if not wiser, than the wisest person that's been on this planet because you are connected to the same intelligence. You have the ability to think, and that thinking comes to life for you, mind, thought, and consciousness. What we are blessed with is the capacity to know this, to realize where our experience is coming from. And when we do, we are automatically in a whole different way of thinking. And we are blessed with knowing we can know the principle. I don't mean deeply because there's no end to the understanding of the principle. We could get glimpses of it. That's what you're looking for, just a glimpse. You're not looking for a complete understanding of the principle. My God, when I first heard them, I couldn't get any of it. But through the years of just staying reflective and listening to the principle, it, I, I get, get deeper and deeper. There's no end to this understanding. But you get glimpses because you have the capacity, the blessing, to know about the principle know where your experience is coming from. And the other piece that's very hopeful about the principle is that you have the freedom to think any way you want to think. And that's a beautiful thing. You don't have to keep thinking in a worried way. You don't. You don't have to keep thinking any way. You, you don't have to. Just like my client realized, I don't have to pay attention to every thought that came to my mind. Before I was, I was paying attention to everything. I was going nuts. I was just didn't know what to do. Now I realize I have the freedom to think any way I want to do, to pay attention to any of them, or not any of them. I don't have to pay attention to any of them if I don't want to. All right, so I hope that made sense to you. I hope you got a sense of the optimism of this understanding. It's a very optimistic understanding. Because built into human beings is an intelligence uh, to use your thinking in a way that brings you well-being and happiness. It's a very hopeful understanding because at any moment you can realize where your experience comes from and transcend what you're in. It may not happen right away. You may not get it for an hour. You may not get it for a day. But I'll tell you something. People that I have coached and clients of mine who have caught on to the understanding, even though they may be lost for a day, have some sense that something else is going on and, they, and it'll show up. And that's enough to help them ride out a difficult time. And when it occurs to them, they get a realization of principle, it brings them higher than their conditional conditioned thinking. They can change. That's the hope. The hope is any human being can change. Okay. So what I'm going to do now, thanks to everyone to put up with that presentation. What I'm going to do, do now is... Um,
see if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to share. And we'll have a little dialogue about that. So if you want to share anything or you have any questions, do a star two. And that'll show up. And um, there are a lot of you on the line, so I'll just pick people at random. Just hit star two, and uh, that, then we'll um, connect. And you can share your, underst your understanding or your questions. Okay, what I usually do when I check in with a group like this and no one has a question is I say, wow, then um, I'm, I'm going to say, this is going great. Everybody's, everybody's doing well. Just joking. Um, I'd really love to hear how it's going for you. Um, I'm, I am at no loss to talk with you today, but it'd be great to hear what you're making of the day or any questions you're having. There we go, we have someone. Hold on. Hello, we have somebody from Riverside, California. Yeah, this is Kevin. Uh, oh, hi, down. Kevin. Yeah. Hi, yeah. How, how are you? Good. Good. Yeah, you know, Doc, I am a student of... Um, the three principles, and when I say that, I mean that uh, I believe it's an ongoing uh, realization, if you will, um, and interested to uh, get some um, thoughts, if I can, uh, on your client that you referenced uh, who had finally come to a realization that she didn't have to ponder every thought that came into her mind. Yeah. and. As a student of, of the principles, that's what I find myself battling uh, is that uh, I do tend to then, it seems, uh, overanalyze and analyze every single thought that comes in as kind of a check-in procedure to see if, uh, you know, my thinking does need some adjustment at that point and, and so on. And so that's exhausting. I feel <laughs> like... The have caused me to to almost think too much uh, in, in the yeah. form of self-analysis. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. you might share something on that. Well, Kevin, you've already, you already see something, and it's really beautiful to hear this. So, yeah, I can talk to that, Kevin. I think that uh, you're right when you say that uh, it's too much. It's an innocent thing. We just learn to become analytical about ourselves. And uh, I think it's really wonderful that you're already at a place that you're questioning that and looking to see if there's a better way. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, with this client, it was several sessions of just talking about the fact that um, you don't have to worry about yourself. You don't have to use the current thinking you're in to help you. Um, uh, we started to talk about how, you know, um, if you uh, 
could get some sense that there's a, an intelligence you're a part of that will give you what you need to do for the moment, this self-analysis kind of gets in the way. So you don't need to check in on your thinking. That's what he was do, uh, she was doing too. Sorry, Kevin. That's what she was doing too. She was checking in on all of her thinking. And, uh, thought, you know, she had learned that from uh, an early age, and so it was like second nature, and it was a little uh, scary for her to give that up because it looked like uh, the checking in on her thinking was what made the day go well for her, uh, or at least seemed to be that was a way to avoid any hazards. Uh, but she didn't, but she came to a realization that actually doing that was causing her to be in a state of mind that uh, was not helping her. She realized that by looking at all of her thoughts and thinking about them and analyzing them and figuring them out and weighing them on pros and cons, which ones are good for me and so forth, they were actually uh, doing her in. They were starting to lower her spirits and getting into a bad being state. And that when people get into those states, they don't have their good thinking about them. So she started to just see that. And um, and then it occurred to her, wait a minute, I, I don't need to self I don't need to analyze these things. I don't need to, I can let them go. Uh, that was the first thing she said to me she saw. I could let them go. And then it occurred to her, uh, the important one will come to your mind. And she started to see that that would, that would happen. Now, it was a small step because it didn't, wasn't perfect. But we started to be able to talk to that and we started to be able to uh, speak more together about that. She was able to stay more reflective and see how the intelligence operated. You know, she could see that, see that when she was able to let him go, that she did get she did get a thought about what to do next. Just like for me in that supermarket, uh, when it occurred to me, my thinking went south, and I had a moment of just dropping my thinking and relaxing, I got the thought to apologize. You know, somebody else would get another thought, but it would help them in life. Now, so with this client, it was... It was that. It was an ongoing reflection to really see that you can let go of the analytical part of dealing with your thoughts. Well, then, Doc, I don't mean to monopolize your time. If there's another question that rings in, please, you know, please take it. If if there's not, I'll continue to ask. <laughs> but uh, well, let's see. Does anybody else? Let's just check in, Kevin. And if not, we'll come back. Okay. Okay. Uh, just open that. I like that idea. Let anybody else have any thoughts or questions, or what about any thoughts for Kevin? Okay, Kevin, go ahead. Oh wait, we got a here. Here we go. We got something from uh, Lake Calls, Washington. Oh, good. Hi, Hello? hi, Doctor Howard. This is Marion. And um, I find this seminar very interesting. But the one thing that I, um, I think we all think too much maybe, 
And uh, one time I had have a nephew, actually, who told me that he was quite old before he realized he didn't have to act on every thought that came through his mind, which I found very interesting that because we constantly have thoughts going through our mind, so we couldn't possibly act on everything, right? Right. That's right. So that's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you for that. I think that's really neat that people can catch on to things like that, you know? Um, I didn't see it that way myself. Um, I just, I, I don't know, you know, this understanding of principles just comes to us in so many different ways that help us slow down our thinking or handle our thinking in a much better way for ourselves. But uh, I just saw that thought created my feelings and that that helped me not engage feelings all the time. But see, it's the same thing. I was engaging my thoughts all the time, right? So if I got bothered by somebody, I just I just go really into that. <laughs> you know, I'd engage that for an hour. And then maybe I'd hold a grudge on that. So every time that came up, I would be analyzing that, see? But, but it's like the understanding gives us a chance to give up some of our thinking, I think. And there are different ways to express it. And your nephew uh, did. And uh, Kevin, you're looking at it yourself. You're just kind of reflecting on it now, how to give up. You're engaging everything that comes to your mind. Yes, Mary, thank you. Yeah. Mary, thank you for the comments, Mary. I appreciate it. And well, I think where I struggle, uh, Doc, is is you mentioned your client and, and so on was able to... Uh, uh, um, what's the right word, uh, set aside or, or, or something, those thoughts that uh, she felt were detrimental. And while I might be successful at that for a very brief period, it seems those thoughts just return. I don't, I'm not good at actually relinquishing those, those thoughts. They seem to circle back, and uh, that produces its own set of frustration. So... <laughs> It, 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 it seems like a cycle to me that, yeah, okay, in theory, I understand it, but uh, I, I don't seem real successful at it, at least at this point in my in my realization. Well, let's take this, and I have a few things to share with what you just said, and then uh, and then we're going to go back to just talk about the last piece before we end today on happiness and well-being. So let's look at this. Let's look at two things of what you just shared, Kevin. Um, one of the beautiful things about the principles that's different from what I would think are strategies, approaches that teach strategies, is that they don't say that you will be rid of your thinking. They don't say that because you catch on to the principles, that means you will... um, not have your your disturbing thinking. What they offer, I think, what they offer on a stepwise way uh, to uh, really have less of that is a way to be despite the fact that you have disturbing thinking. So the principles offer us a way to hold our thinking. 
Now, when we start off with trouble thinking to learn the principles, we grip it tightly. And if you have a, let's say you're gripping a big rock that has pointed edges to it, and you hold that tightly, it's going to hurt. But if you wake up to the fact that you better hold that lighter and not grip it so much, you can hold a pointed sharp rock in your hand and it won't be painful. It'll still be heavy, but it won't be painful. And then at some point, you may get a way of saying, oh, man, I better let this sucker go. What am I holding on to these rocks for? See? So, so one of the beautiful things about the principles is that it tells us we're not built that we're going to perfectly get rid of disturbing thinking or that it won't show up again. I'll tell you, after about three years of understanding the principle, I was shocked to realize I got some old thinking still. What am I doing with that? Shouldn't I be over that? And I realized that the understanding of principles has nothing to do with whether you think a certain way or not. But they give you a blessing to hold your thinking um, without it being so close to your eyes. It has nothing to do with whether you have that thinking or not. So sometimes people get into, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, Kevin, but sometimes people get into um, making meaning of the fact that, oh, I let it go, but now it's back, so now they make meaning of it coming back. I must be doing something wrong. I better read, I better read Sid Banks about another 10 days, you know? And uh, that's more thinking. That's more thinking, you see. That's <laughs> yes, more thinking. So the principles give us relief from that. You're going to have your disturbing thinking, but you don't have to hold it so tight. Hmm. Okay, thank that's you. The, that's, that's, that's good the advice. Beauty. That's the beauty of it. Well, thank you, Doc. I like that. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Well, again, I'm going to mute people. Just, again, um, I just want to check in before I go on. Anybody else want to ask a question or share anything to what they've heard so far? Okay. So the other piece here is um, in my learning the principles, and listening to Sidney Banks and having the opportunity to talk with him. I think one of the guides that helped me a great deal, and because when I first heard them, I really wasn't trying to get, get them. And um, that's not the way to go at it at all, because you can't get them intellectually. They, again, come from to you through a realization. And all you have to do is be open. But what helped me is he said that it's really both, it's really about love and understanding. And for me, I see that really helped me a great deal because that's really what the bottom line is. That's really what the energy of these principles are. are. We call it something that's a form, but it helped me to know their love and understanding. And I really think that our human default position, our energy, our connection to mind is really happiness and well-being. There, there's no, there's no, there is no way that we are not that 
unless we think our way out of it. We are pure contentment. He said the understanding of the principles is mental health, and mental health is nothing but contentment. And contentment is this deep feeling that you're fine. There's, see, there's no feeling, there's no thinking to contentment. It, it's just a deep feeling of peace. See, now those are words, so you're going to have your own experience of it. There is no way to have, there's just that no, no, no thinking there, you know, because it's formless. But the feeling of it is love, the feeling of it is peace, the feeling of it is contentment. And what that really means is you are satisfied with what is. You're not thinking you need something more. And you're not thinking you lack anything. It's pure. And I know all of you have touched it sometimes in your life. You've touched it. And uh, that's the touching of what we would call happiness, well-being, peace, love. It's pure. It has nothing to do with the outside circumstances. It's not connected there because you are already it. See, you are already part of that because that's mind, thought, and consciousness. And when you get an insight or a realization, you will feel you will see that the feeling attached to it is peace or peacefulness or knowing or certainty or contentment. I saw a couple the other day. They were they came in angry with one another. Fortunately, I was able to settle them down. And I was able to talk to them about, look, what we're really about here is trying to share with one another with a kindness for each other. And they were able to find that. And when I asked them to talk to one another from that, you could feel the love. You could just feel they were in love. All of that angry thinking was gone. And the minute it left, and they looked toward kindness, not as a strategy, but to find a deeper sense of who they are, spiritually. They found it. And they got this moment of of, uh, love. And they started to have humor with each other. And then they left. They got self-conscious about the closeness. And then I was able to help them see that's the feeling we're looking for. And I was help, 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 I was able to help them see when you see that next week while you're living together, you want to nurture that feeling because that's the feeling of, 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 the, of what we are. I'm not saying they're going to get that perfectly. They're new to it. But it's surfaced. It's surfaced. And it came from that purity of our innate essence. You don't need anything from the outside. You're already there. And that's how I, that's how I took uh, Sidney Banks saying, it's just love and understanding. 
that helped me a great deal. It settled my mind down about having to get the principles. I could just turn to those feelings, try to find them. We are already that. And all of us, all of us get fooled into thinking it has to come from the outside. We have to get our, our partners right or our spouses right or we have to get better or we have to find a better job or, or we have to do this or we need a better car. And all that is, again, it's just our innocent learnings through the years, our misuse of thought. And today, it's the first in a series of teleseminars, talking to all of us, talking to the deeper truth that what we're looking for already lies within us. And uh, to just reflect on the nature of thought is an avenue toward the, toward the understanding. And this insulates us, this, this protects us, this understanding of happiness and contentment is what you're looking for and that's all you need to look for. And to hold it when it's around that, uh, protects us from going outside to try to find it. That's where all so many human beings are lost right now. They're hooked into something outside of themselves, thinking that's what's giving them a good feeling. And um, when people wake up to the principles, it helps them transcend that. You see? We're back to that. The hope of the principles. Helping people transcend the hook. Mm, that they have to analyze their thinking, you know, or they have to get better, or they have to feel better, so they look outside to do that. So I just wanted to add this other piece that I promised in the teleseminar today about happiness. It's within you right now. Were it not for our thinking, we would be deeply, deeply, deeply in peace. You would be deep in contentment and well-being. That's what you're looking for. When it occurs, know that you're there. It may last a second. It may last longer. Just know that that's what you're looking for. It's got all of the wisdom of the ages in it. Well, I hope that was helpful to everyone today. Uh, again, I just want to check in with you. I don't want to dominate the whole seminar because there are a few people here on the seminar that really have heard the principles as, almost as long as I have. And if anybody would like to share anything with the remaining time we have or anybody else with a quick question, I'd be glad to hear that. Again, just star two. Somebody came on here. Um, somebody came on. Who came on? Somebody do a start to it. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we, here we go. Somebody from Oceanside. Hi, Mark. Oh, Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi. <laughs> um, 
I just wanted to run something by you in relation to what you're talking about. Um, I have recently become aware of a personality, quote-unquote, trait that I don't like about myself. Uh And in the course of just kind of reflecting on it and looking at it, it did occur to me that it's a result of fearful thinking that I have. Okay. And I recognize that I have a big, huge habit of fearful thinking. And even though I've been around the three principles and I've been a teacher and a student for practically maybe 15 plus years now, it's, uh, okay, so I get this insight, it's my fearful thinking, but now it's like, well, that didn't make it all subside. The the, the yeah. trait I don't yeah. like isn't going away. Yeah. It feels like I have a flashlight, yeah. I'm noticing more, or yeah. I'm, I'm actually putting the flat, uh, purposely putting the flashlight on the thoughts so that I can try to control the behavior that I don't like. I see. And and when you started talking about looking for the feeling, well, the feeling is bad. The trait I have when I when you know there's repercussions from other people. I'm noticing, or I think I'm noticing, that they don't like that about me. Uh huh. I don't like it about me. Yeah. So when I look at it, then I have these bad feelings. It's not good feelings that I got this insight. Oh, you know, right. like, yay, right. okay, I'm I seeing see. yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. You know how um, you get yeah, an insight and it's like, great, and then it's like, well, now what do I do with it? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you got it. it? Yeah. Well, look, this is beautiful, you know. This is really beautiful because you're not lost anymore. You just saw something, and it's like, it's like you just, all you want to do now is stay open to what you can see about fearful thinking. You know, that's what you want to do. You don't want to make it a big deal. You know, it's like, well, sometimes, you know, when I notice something, like I get something pointed out to me, a blind spot. That's what we're talking about. It's a blind spot, you know, and it's like, Okay, the only thing you can do is wait for an insight about how to look beyond it, you know? That's all you can do. You can't hurry that up either. I mean, so what you do is you try to just try to stay reflective about what's this all about? Uh, how is it that I get so fearful about life? Um, maybe it means that, you know, for me what I do is I try to, I, I try to uh, like awaken up, well, awaken more insight. So I might read Sydney. City banks for a while, but I just stay reflective. I don't. What I mean by reflective, I don't try to do much, and I don't get discouraged that it's still around. See, I don't want to think about it either. Yeah, um, because now I've had paranoid thoughts. Yeah, see, you don't like, want there to. There I go again. I just yeah, did. It. You know, somebody yeah, will yeah, react yeah. to something, and I'll say, "Oh, I was trying not to be that way," and they're saying I'm being that way, and I didn't even see I was being that way. Oh my God, it's worse than I thought. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. You don't want to keep measuring it. You just want to see, oh, man, I saw it. It's coming from fearful thinking, and i got to learn more. I, just, I know i got to learn more. i got to stay open to trying to find a way to learn more. 
And that, so, you know, you might look at it sometimes, well, what was it in that circumstance that triggered it? I don't know. You just want to stay open to it being more like a, being more like a game than it is a seriousness. You don't want to get serious about yourself. I have a colleague who was, it was pointed out that she, oh, she just, uh, doesn't give anybody any room to talk. She just keeps talking. And, uh, she just has speed burn. And um, she caught on to the fact that that's how she used his file. And uh, she still liked that, but not as much. She's been learning over, over three years what that's all about and how to get better at it. So she notices she does this. So she, uh, for her, she apologizes. She tells people, that's what I do. I'm learning how to get better at this. She's got all of that from her wisdom, but she's still learning. And uh, so you, you have had an insight into where, it, to where it's coming from. And, um, and so what you want to say is reflective. You want to see you're on a learning curve now. You're learning step by step what this whole thing is about, about fear, how you learned it. And there, it's wonderful now because there are a lot of things around that help us, you know. There's there's all of Sydney Banks works and then just take your time to listen neutrally. And all that does is, is wake it up, wake up more insight. But what you want don't wanna do is think about what you just realized and measure yourself and learn and think about how well am I doing right now in, in learning about fear. <laughs> you know, and you don't want to manage yourself. Right. You okay. just want to be reflective and see you're learning now. You're a novice. You're a, go back to being a student about fear. Not about techniques, about how to be better, but just start to see how you innocently picked it up. Not do it, though, not with, like, a job or going back and analyzing yourself. Just stay in a reflective place of, geez, what's that about? And then go about your day. Well, thank you so much. I know that was a brief uh, answer to it, Pam, and I'll be reflecting on it as well, and um, I might post something on, uh, I might post something on the, I now have a community page on my website for these town hall seminars. So you go to my uh, website, www.3principlesinstitute.org. You write out three, T-H-R-E-E, www.3principlesinstitute.org. Go to the community page, and we'll have the recording up there. And through the month, I may post some other thoughts I'm having about this. But if not, um, I'm going to see what comes to mind for the beginning of our next teleseminar next month. So anyhow, I just want to bring this to a close. Thank you all for calling in. It's been wonderful to have you part of be part of this. I hope it was helpful. And I look forward to you joining us when we do the next one in June. So again, have a wonderful day uh, for those of you who still have a day. Some of you calling from other countries, it may, it's already evening. So anyhow, thanks again. Farewell. And uh, we'll talk with you soon. Bye.